everybody, welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. How's your Thursday, everyone? Thanks again for uh, tuning in. We go live every day-ish to talk to the people of Miami and just say, what's up? How are you? Thanks for joining us. Tribe called Joey. Ryan Spen, say Lavioli, Eco3 official. What's going on? Happy Thursday. Uh, today, let's talk about how you're living in Miami. How do you get by, right, with all the traffic and all the stress and the shady people and the housing? Let's not forget about the housing. Uh, hi. How are you, Eco? Boss Recruiters, welcome. Yeah, man, how do you guys live? How do you guys make it in a city like Miami? What do you guys do for a living? Um, I'll tell you how I got started. My parents brought me here when I was like, say like six years old. And, uh, growing up in Miami, I always felt like an outsider, right? I wasn't really, I mean, I grew up Latino, right? My, my dad was very Colombian. Uh, my mother is a very Ecuadorian woman, very Colombian man. They showed me the ropes to be Latino, but I've always felt like an outsider in the Latino community. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because I really don't know how to like get along with people that, uh, you know, have like the slang, you know, the Cuban slang. I remember in high school, a lot of kids would have like that, like that whole thing. And I was just like, Hey, what's going on? How are you? <laughs> so growing up, uh, here in the city of Miami as a Latino, I did feel a little bit different because I was, uh, I went to school in Westchester, right? Uh, so the. As I was growing up, I kind of realized that, all right, I'm an outsider. Got it. Okay. I, uh, I am different than the majority. That's okay. Let's go out and try to make ends meet. So I remember when I graduated high school, my first job was GameStop because I was a nerd. No secret there. Yes, I was a big nerd, and I worked at GameStop selling video games. And uh, I started when I was 16 years old. I got my first car, and right after high school... I think it was 11th or 12th grade. I would drive to the GameStop and I would organize the games. I would get paid like $6.50, which in Miami today is an abomination. All right. Let's go. Let's go on over to the chat. Juicy Fruits by the Sun says, barely surviving in Miami. Well, Juicy Fruits by the Sun, it sounds like, uh, I don't know. What is it that you do for a living with a name like Juicy Fruits by the Sun? I don't want to assume that you're talking about body parts, but as I read that username, I'm assuming about 80 to 90% of your photos is a sandy bum in the beach with lots of oil on it. That's that's just me as a Miami, and that's the first thing that comes to mind. So if I'm wrong, Juicy Fruit, you let me know what you do. Leo Bayo says, daily blunt to the head. All right, well, I don't think that's going to solve your problems. All right? That's almost like seeing the light turn on on your dashboard in the car, saying that there's something wrong with your car, and you just turn up the volume (laughs) and listen to your favorite song. Well, if I turn up reggaeton loud enough, maybe I will forget that my car needs tuning. Uh, Tabitha, welcome to the chat. Fabry, Richo Life. All right, man, we got a popular show tonight. I guess it's because I was talking smack about the people over in Brickle. I'm just kidding. Whatever you guys do to get by. I'm not judging you, all right? If you want to toast bread with an with a flat iron, do what you got to do. I, all right, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. 
when I left the GameStop job, I became a banker, and um, I was in banking for like ten years, from like two thousand. 2003 to 2013 I was a banker so I was a career guy early on I was 18 years old and I remember that when I was growing up in the banking industry all my friends were like how are you in the bank how are you handling you handle tens of thousands of dollars as a teller you manage tellers and then later on it's like you sell mortgages I don't even know how a mortgage works so as you go up the ranks as a banker you go from teller to manager to salesperson to third manager. And that's where that's where I went. I stopped right at third manager. Uh, and so when I left the bank is when I became a comedian. And I was a starving artist. But before I became a comedian, I lived in Miami Beach. And what an extravagant lifestyle it is in, to live in Miami. Now, I was living in Miami before it got crazy. I was living in Miami when uh, the locals would party there. All right. I think I lived in Miami Beach from 2014 to 2000. No, I lived in Miami Beach from 2011 to 2015, I think. And I remember whenever I would go out and make friends, like try to meet new people, they would they would just be visiting. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I just met a great gal. She's great. What do you mean you got to go back to Poland? I thought I thought we had something, you know? A Tribe Called Joey in the chat says, Miami career success tactic. Interview in a six suit and get hired. Smile and wave confidently for a few months. Change jobs before they realize you're incompetent. Rinse and repeat. Yeah, but what are you going to do when they call? Uh, you, the manager is obviously going to call another manager. They're like, hey, uh, how was Manny over at uh, Jamba Juice? He never really knew how, how any of the, the machines worked. He never made a good smoothie the whole time he was here. And by the whole time, I mean two weeks. <laughs> He got hired, and the next day he put in his two-week notice. <laughs> I can't believe I fell for. I can't believe I fell for it. I, I started paying him twelve dollars an hour off the bat. Uh, for those that are tuning in, Curvy Ninja, Javier, uh, Maricusa, Don Calvez, AJ, uh, Leo Bello says, "My advice: be aware of your surroundings, pay attention, and be good at what you do." Uh, that sounds very complacent, Leo. I wouldn't advocate that for anyone. That's a terrible lifestyle. Do your job, put your head down, and listen to your boss. Get that check. <laughs> Can you imagine if trap rappers started rapping about what you just said, Leo? Yo, we out here getting money, putting our head down. We getting money. Get that bag. We getting money. Don't let your head sag. <laughs> I don't know. Not much of a rapper, as we discovered last night. Uh, Gualbe, what's up, Marsham? What's up to all the new people? Coming into the podcast, welcome. By the way, this is this is how you guys write material for the page. Just so you know, the way Miami comedy works for those that are new, based on all the meme virality that we got recently, the jokes come from us talking on this thing. Just so you know, this is how it works. If you guys want to contribute to any ideas or anything that goes on in your life that's funny. Go ahead and put it on the chat, and I'll do my best to turn it into a meme or something funny or a sketch. You know, as a comedian, I'll be your comedy filter so that when I create it, it's part yours. All right? This is how we do Miami comedy, apart from the live comedy shows. So now I want to know, the question for today's podcast is I want to know, how are you living? How are you getting by in a city like Miami? All right? Just you let me know. Put it on the chat. Share whatever it is that you've got. Uh, So back to the story. When I was living in Miami Beach, I... 
made a lot of friends and I lost a lot of friends at the same time because they would leave. Right. So I was, uh, I had a comfy job. I was paying like $2,000 in rent. It was an apartment by West Ave right in front of Lincoln road. And I was thinking that one of my best, uh, phases of life was living in the beach right you got the sun i remember laying down in bed you could hear the boom 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 across the street even though i gotta go to work the next morning i would jump out of bed i'd go downstairs and go to because i know the dj and i know the bouncer and i know there's some fine girls there so i'm going to this nightclub right it's 3 a.m in the morning i gotta go to work at 6 a.m i don't care i go in there i drink a bunch of miller high lives or whatever they were offering uh i, I would go to purdy lounge Almost every night. The adventures that... You guys remember Purdy Lounge? The adventures I would have in Purdy Lounge and the people that I would meet there, uh, it was one big blur. But I got to admit, man, living the nightlife every single night, is it, it's stressful. It takes a toll on your body. All right? I was underperforming at the job, and, and that's because I wasn't happy there. Okay? So, but I thought life in Miami was all about just paying your rent, living extravagant like you would in Miami Beach, Pay off a nice car, right? And that's the way you get by in the city of Miami. It turns out, in the city of Miami, if you really want to get by, it's either you uh, start something that is not existent in Miami, which there's a lot of things that you can do, comedy being one of them. Uh, It's a little hard to do comedy. I wouldn't advocate it to anyone. But another thing that you can consider is selling drugs. Just sell drugs in Miami. I'm telling you, it's a win-win, except if you get caught. If you sell drugs in Miami, I really think anyone can get by with that career. The only thing that sucks is how do you explain to people what it is that you do? Hey, what's going on, Manny? How are you? What do you do? Well, let's just say I bring up people's mood. What, are you, you a TED Talk person? You, you inspire people? Yeah, you could say I inspire people. Although I don't have to do it on stage. I could do it face to face. Well, what do you mean? Uh, you got 50 on you? I don't do anything below 50. <laughs> Uh, Kirby Ninja says, I've been referencing uh, for my friends for jobs. Pharmaceutical rep. Great one. What do you do for a living? I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in pharmaceuticals. What? <laughs> Where? CVS, Walgreens? No, no, no. My garage. Lorenzo Sands, welcome back to the chat. Jack Setter, what's up? Mimi Juicy Fruit. We got another Juicy Fruit. Jaime Andres Photo. What, what's up, guy? Hey, man. What's up to all the new faces? All right, man. Very cool. Uh, So that's how I would get by in Miami. Now, well, how I was getting by. All right, get this. Um, When I left the bank and I was uh, trying to become a comedian in a city like Miami, it was five years of me getting by with nothing because I I couldn't go back to the bank. All right. I couldn't I couldn't go back to corporate because I was posting like jokes Online from two thousand when I left the bank in two thousand thirteen, I, I was already writing jokes. But then now, whenever you apply for corporate, part of your resume, like you guys think you, you you guys think you're slick, like Curvy Ninja. Curvy Ninja thinks she's slick, putting her friends in the reference of a resume, thinking like, oh, my friends will say something nice to me. You think that's all they do? Oh, okay, well, you know, I'm gonna call one number. Let me make sure that you know the people that you reference are legit. Yeah, uh, what's going on? Um, what's your name? Level. Oh, that's your street name? Okay. Uh, Level, tell me about uh, Caroline. Is she a great person? Is she responsible? Thank you very much, Level. No, I don't have a 50 on me. 
All right, bye. <laughs> and so, uh, what they do if you want a good job is you, you, your whole persona that how you come off needs to be aligned with what you do online. All right, that's the trick. You guys think they just look at your resume? The internet exists. They're gonna look you up. Okay. And the photos you post and the things you say and the captions and the people that write on the thing, they are all being watched with a magnifying glass. And they want to make sure that whoever they're hiring has a good public image. So me as a comedian, when I first got started, uh, I would I was a dirty comic. Like if you even look at the old podcasts, like I would always be cursing and talking about, you know, dirty things. And, you know, that's just who I am. I still am that way. However, uh, the YouTube algorithm, I need to get it on my side so I don't curse as much. But F that. I got to be real, okay? See me on stage so you can see what, how I really am. Uh, but apart from that, okay, when I, was in, um, when, I was in, when I left banking and I was a starving artist from 2013 to 2018, the way I got by in the city of Miami is I would get gigs that aren't comedy-related. Like I would that this is how awesome the Internet is. I remember like in 2013, 2014, there was like this app that was out. And then what you would do is you would put like a mini resume on this app. And then what it would do is it would give you the um, gigs that would be appropriate. Right. So I would write, you know, what are your previous experiences? I would say, well, I was in banking. And then uh, and what do you what are your current experiences? Like I'm a comedian. Right. So like to be to say something where people are looking to hire you, you're like, I used to be in corporate and then now I do comedy. So guess what kind of gigs this app would give me because of my comedy back in the day? It would only give me gigs that were like washing dishes because they were short staff, like in some hotel uh, cleaning the floors. Like I was a janitor for like, I would be a janitor, like, two times a week for this hotel that was understaffed or something like that. Or, like, I would be serving water to millionaires at a charity event. Uh, just random gigs. Uh, and I remember, like, I was really down in the dumps doing these kinds of things to get by as a comedian, especially in the city of Miami. I left the Miami Beach apartment, and I moved into an efficiency uh, owned by my family, not gonna lie, but it's still an efficiency nonetheless. And uh, I remember, man, getting by in Miami was probably something I wasn't gonna be able to do. Fortunately, by the grace of God and perseverance, uh, MiamiComedy.com picked up in 2018, and that's when the business started really working, right? Like everything was working, all the hard work came together, and it happened. So now I make a living as a comedian in the city of Miami, but looking back on how I was making it in this crazy city, this is a once, I, like one in a million shot because the way I was living was set up for failure. You know what I mean? Especially here and especially with the housing and the people that don't like comedy and the people that think comedy is like a New York thing and not a Miami thing. Like it was so hard. You know what I mean? Uh, but it worked, right? The website picked up, got a lot of traffic, and then now we have, you know, popular comedy shows, and we sell merch, and we got, you know, supporters like yourself, and thank you, by the way, for all the supporters out there. Um, and so, 
looking back, I think about <laughs> I think about what it's like to be a, a starving artist uh, in the city of Miami. You either, if you really want to make it big here, and I'm not saying I'm big, but like, um, what I'm trying to say is like this city is so against the status quo, but with it at the same time. You know what I mean? Like you getting a corporate job is good and all, but it, there's going to be a glass ceiling uh, based on the way Miami is set up. You know what I mean? Like if you guys want a nice balcony view and brickle, sure, a corporate job can give it to you. But what's after that in Miami? What's after that? You know what I mean? I think that's kind of like one of the glass ceilings that an extravagant city like Miami can get you. You know what I mean? So when I say, how do you get by in Miami? I really think that Miami is a city of the future. And I mean that in a way like there's a lot of opportunity for people, but no one's on the same page on how to make it happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can, you can innovate in a city like Miami because we're so, uh, how do I say this where it's not offensive? We're so, um, let's just say there's a lot of room for improvement, especially psychologically. And so when you do something innovative in the city of Miami and then the people in that standard kind of like like what you do, you can then take it uh, somewhere special. You know what I mean? So I think either uh, starting some sort of venture, like a side hustle that you're very passionate about, or uh, being a drug dealer. I think those two things are really promising in the city of Miami. Maybe getting into crypto. Now, I'm no, no investor. All right. I don't want to give investing advice. But Miami is really picking up on the crypto thing. And I think it has to do because of the drugs. <laughs> I think Miami is going to. Why does Oregon. Oregon. Why does Oregon. Why are they able to sell drugs but we can't. Miami is by far one of the most responsible cities. Except for the killings. <laughs> one of the most responsible cities when it comes to drugs. Right. Why is it that we got to find our drugs in the ocean. When Oregon is in, in, a, in a dispensary, you can get any drug in Oregon and you can do it even in the open. I went to Denver. Okay. I went to Denver, Colorado thinking I was going to be cultured, man. Turns out Denver, Colorado is heroin city. There's, they do it in the open. There's people in the park. I'm in downtown Denver. I got a high end hotel, not to brag, but I'm in Denver, right? Thinking I'm luxurious. About to walk around with a mink coat on, thinking it was snowing. It's hot, and there's heroin. That's all there is in Denver. <laughs> you would think it's cold. You look in the distance, there's mountains with snow on it. But when you're in downtown, it's hot, and there's heroin spoons everywhere. I remember at one time I was walking down in downtown Miami. I mean, sorry, downtown uh, Denver. I remember I was walking down. There's a group of people. Like 12, 13, they looked like the Wu-Tang Clan of heroin addicts. These guys were all sitting down under a tree in the shade, shooting up. And I remember as I was crossing the street, on the other side of the street, there were police officers. And they know damn well what they're doing. And they were letting it go by. Police officers just there holding coffee. Right? And these guys are shooting up under a tree, just a bunch of hippies. 90s hippies. You ever seen hippies from the 90s? Picture like grunge rock meets uh, Jefferson Airplane. Don't you want somebody? That plus Nirvana, that's the vibe. Wayne's World. That's, the great, that's a great example. Wayne's World. 
Denver is stuck in Wayne's world, and they got drugs uh, in dispensaries. Like, they got, like, high-end marijuana strains in those dispensaries. Like, I was almost going to walk out with a joint in my hand and be like, how you doing, officer? What kind of strain is this? You want to hit? G-Red says, invest in Miami comedy. No, it's not public. I'll let you know. I'll let you know about that IPO, okay? If you guys want to invest in Miami comedy, the best thing you can do right now is get a T-shirt. Look at that segue. You guys want a shirt? Invest in Miami comedy. You get We got pink and we got blue. But guess what? The blue shirt is a, the large is officially sold out. So if you want a blue large shirt, we don't got no more. Sold out. We're about 25% inventory. If you guys want a Miami comedy shirt, if you want to go out there looking fly, like you're making it, like you're getting by, get yourself a Miami comedy shirt. MiamiComedy.com slash shop. There you go. Uh, Jay Carr, what's up, man? Warmington, welcome to the chat. Bree, Alian, Marcia Bliss. On God, no caps. Ski, ski. <laughs> Um, did you guys, by the way, man, you know what's funny? Remember last night, for those that are here again from last night's episode, do you guys remember we were talking about Little Caesars and El Rey Pizza? You guys remember that? And we were talking about, like, some of the food we like to eat in the city of Miami, and we were talking about how, like, $5 pizza from uh, Little Caesars was, like, a good value whenever you want, like, pizza on the fly. It turns out, man, right after we mentioned that, the next morning, Little Caesars Pizza announced... That their pizzas are no longer five dollars; they're now five fifty-five. What are the odds, huh? We were just talking about that last night. It's like you, Little Caesars, you can't be selling anything else other than five-dollar pizzas, man. It's over. I don't care what you have on the menu. Oh, we got chicken wings. F your chicken wings. You got five-dollar pizza. You know why I'm here. Have you ever have you ever walked into a Little Caesars pizza and they try to sell you breadsticks? Breadsticks. Do you know why I'm here? You, it's on the door. $5 hot and ready. I don't want no nothing, okay? Nothing else. $5 hot and ready. That's all I'm here for. In and out. That's why they put those, like, ovens that they have in Little Caesars. Because you don't even need somebody to sell you something. You already know why you're there. You just re- you put $5. They should just be vending machines. <laughs> Little Caesars should just have vending machines at this point. You know what I'm saying? You just go and you see a vending machine with a bunch of hot and ready pizzas. You put $5 and one of them comes out. Okay? Uh, They are listening to your podcast. You see how I hook you up? I appreciate that. I don't know how, but thank you. Uh, I just got the blue. There you go. Hold on. This deserves an applause. (laughs) Shout out to Eco for getting that shirt. All right. Investing. How do I invest in Miami comedy? Get a shirt. All right, so what's the value that I get? Uh, You got cotton on your back. (laughs) You get to walk around and let people know that you've got a good sense of humor. There you go. I appreciate that, Eco. Thank you for the support, my friend. Crazy bread. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not breadsticks. They call it crazy bread because you must be crazy to get more bread on top of the $5 pizza you got. Oh! (laughs) That's awesome, man. What's up, Mocha? Official Daniel, welcome to the chat. How are you? Patent that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I should patent. I should. No, I think there already are uh, vending machines that make pizzas. I've seen that somewhere. Italians must be losing their minds, realizing that people are taking shortcuts 
in one of their most traditional dishes. Like Italian, I don't know how Italian people haven't done terrorist attacks in the city uh, where they serve these pizzas at, man. Deep dish pizza? What did you do? What did you do? That's not how we do it. Oh, my God. Mamma mia. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Uh, I see you're back at it. Business must be slow. Uh, Spoken like a true hater, Mocha Caramel. Uh, No, business is doing great. I actually have a lot of free time, and I want to connect with the community. That's why I'm live. What do you think about that? Uh, I'm Virginia. Uh, LJ Lala Land. Welcome to the chat. Official Daniel. Hey, it's a popular night, man. Thank you all so much for supporting and coming out to the show, guys. Uh, For those that are brand new, uh, except for Mocha Caramel, which I think is... Mocha Caramel is like a big supporter of the show and the biggest hater at the same time. It's it's crazy, the relationship we have. Um, For those that are brand new to this, so this is how it works. Uh, this is me writing comedy for you on the fly. So sometimes we come up with some really good jokes here between us. And, you know, those memes will live out there and go out into the city of Miami. And you guys contributed to that. Like, how awesome is that, right? Like, you guys are there with the joke writing process. So whenever I'm online and I ask questions like, how do you live in Miami or how do you get by in Miami? Uh, you guys can contribute by telling me what your um, uh, feedback is. Uh, so just yesterday, we were talking about, like, where we like to eat, right? And then it turns out we we realized that some of the best places to eat except cash only. And then that was written last night. Um, so that's kind of how it works. All right? Uh, it, it's almost like me helping you become a comedian with me rather than saying, I'm a comedian. Look at me. I'm funny. It's like, no, now we're comedians. You get it? You get what I'm doing here? All right. So if you guys want to tune in, we do this every day-ish at 6 o'clock, and you guys can uh, contribute. Uh, You just got canceled by Italians. Man, Italians don't cancel, okay? Italians just whack you, according to what I've seen in Scorsese films. Whatever happened to good old-fashioned canceling? Back in my day, when someone got canceled, they got clapped. (laughs) You disrespected me. You insulted me. They're not going to go online, right? Because that's too much evidence. They're just going to go and they're going to make you sit in the front and then bam. (laughs) Canceled. (laughs) That's how Italians cancel. There you go. Thank you for that one, Walter. Appreciate it. Justin, what's going on? Uh, All right. Curly Tempo, welcome back. Thanks for the follow, by the way. Uh, All right, so before we uh, close today, we usually do this for 30 minutes or so. Before we close today, to get back into the topic, to make it relevant for the people of Miami, um, to get by in Miami, find a good spot. I was actually talking to a real estate friend of mine, and I said, hey, man, I'm thinking about uh, investing in real estate. I've been wanting to invest in real estate for a long time um, and do that home buyer thing where you get like 3.5% down or something like that and I go uh, he goes where do you live because we, we talk virtually he's a coach as well he goes where do you live and I go I live in Miami he's like yeah no bro that's not an investment that's you're, you're gonna be in an apartment <laughs> if you buy a house in Miami uh just know that you're paying probably some of the highest housing uh prices in the entire nation I'm like wow it's that bad huh and this guy lives in Austin I think and in Austin Texas it's already bad there and if someone from Austin 
is telling you that the housing in Miami is bad, then you know it's bad. But, you know, to get by in this city, man, there's a lot of opportunity for growth. Like I said before, I even did a networking event called Meet the Makers of Miami. I did it during the pandemic, and I was doing research to see where Miami's going. Miami's going places. It's such a new city, you know, and we, we, we're always looking to make it lit or hot or whatever, right? Like, we trend. People wish they were here. You know what I'm saying? And when the people do come here, they think every day is Art Basel. And then they get a rude awakening when they realize they got to wait till the winter time to recreate that one time they came here during Art Basel. Oh, my God. Sarah, I was in Miami during Art Basel for like a week and a half. I had so much fun. I'm moving to Miami. It's so lit. It's amazing. And then they move here and they're like, Sarah, I can't believe I, Art Basel is only two weeks long. The other 50 weeks is just me paying housing prices. <laughs> Very high housing prices. I got screwed. And then all the real estate people be like, gotcha. You're paying the weather tax. You like the weather. Look outside. You see that sunshine? That's why you're paying an extra $800 in rent. Because you got sunshine. We all share the sunshine. We all got to pay for this sunshine in Miami. <laughs> oh, man. Tell us about your next presentations. Uh, nothing yet, Eco. I'm not doing anything uh, professional yet. Although, if I ever do anything professional like Meet the Makers of Miami again, I'll let you know. Um, right now, I'm having a lot of fun growing Miami comedy, and we're, we're, we're getting a lot of new shows, and I'm meeting a lot of new people, and the Instagram account is growing. So, like, I like that. Because the thing is, once you, when you go professional, you're like, so what do you do? It's like, oh, well, I am a broker for insurance. So it's like, well, do you need a website? I build websites, and then you got to go that route. And I'm and like halfway in, I'm like, God, I'm bored. I got to, what, what are you doing today? I got to build a website for an accountant. Oh, yawn, right? When I do comedy, it's like I wake up and I, I, I have a business based on comedy. Like, that's a lot of fun, right? Like, I write jokes and I make fun of stuff, and I talk to you guys randomly on a Thursday and just see where the funny's at. You know, that's, that's a lot of fun. Eco says Casa Tiki. Unfortunately, we're not doing Casa Tiki shows anymore. We are in talks about doing one-offs, maybe like bringing somebody that's a headliner or like a special event, maybe a one-off, maybe on a Saturday or something because they do have a really nice stage. But as for the Wednesday ladies night, we don't do it anymore, unfortunately. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. <laughs> yeah, they only come during spring break. Oh, my God, it's so beautiful in Miami because it's spring. Wait till the summer comes around and see how much rain we get here. We're surprised we're not underwater yet. Miami is set up to be the next Atlantis. All Everybody underwater. And guess what? If Miami ever does get flooded to the point where we become another Everglades, we're just going to party underwater. We ain't going nowhere. Miami ain't going nowhere. You think we're going to live party town? Where are we going to go? Denver? Hell no. <laughs> uh, where are we going? Miami, if this place gets flooded, where are we going? We staying. Everybody needs to get yachts. If you don't got yachts, you ain't going to make it. <laughs> go to Denver. Go to Seattle. All right, become a heroin addict over there. In Miami, if we ever beca- if we ever get underwater, you got to rent, you got to pay housing prices in somebody's yacht. That's what they're going to do. Somebody's going to invest in big yachts, and then you're going to get an even smaller uh, space in there as an apartment, right? And you're going to hear your neighbors have sex, just like, you know, just like a regular Miami apartment, right? 
But now you're paying higher prices because every day you're in the beach. <laughs> Look out the window. Look at the view. Yeah, it's nothing but water. Miami's underwater. Exactly. That's why you're paying $2,800 a month for this broom closet in a yacht. All right? Uh, let's see. Uh, we will be another Venice, like Italy. No, Everglades. Exactly. Anna Realtor USA. Shout out. Very true, Anna. I really believe that if you really are an investor in the city of Miami, you should start investing in uh, those Venice boats. What do they call them? Canoes? Start investing in canoes, right? Hire some people that know how to do that stick thing because in Brickle, that's what's going to happen. Everyone's going to be in canoes and you think that the scooters are bad. Wait until there's jet skis everywhere. Uber and Lyft are going to be investing in jet skis and they're going to be laying all over the ocean in Brickle. And that's how we're going to go around. Oh, I got to, I got to run an errand. I got to get on this jet ski real quick and get there. Gondolas. That's it. Thank you. Sorry. I need to be more cultured. Speaking of making fun of the Italians, Italian people, I'm sorry. I take it all back. Please don't cancel me by whacking me. Uh, Didi, what's up? Enhance the cabbage. <laughs> that should be on a shirt, like on some pothead shirt. Enhance the cabbage. Yeah, so um, Miami's set up to be the next Atlantis. I really believe that Miami will go underwater eventually, but none of us are leaving. We're all just going to start building nightclubs underwater, right? We're all going to be like partying, boom, boom, boom. We're going to see uh, dolphins swimming by uh, through the window. It's only going to make the vibe better. Maybe a cocaine brick will float by. Maybe you can just stick your hand out and grab one, right? <laughs> Let's keep the party going. This, it's well wrapped. <laughs> these cartel people really know how to wrap these things up real tight. It's waterproof. Uh, we grow gills. Okay, yeah, you know, Miamians are so uh, attuned to the water that eventually uh, we will evolve, right? Maybe like 100... Well, you know, evolution takes a long time. Um, G-Reds. Waterworld. Yes. Miami will be like the movie Waterworld. And then, uh, just like in the movie Waterworld, water, fresh water to drink will be a rare commodity. But we don't drink a lot of water here anyway, right? When you got 11 vodka. <laughs> That's going to be how we hydrate ourselves. Just alcohol. Oh, man, I am parched. Oh, well, uh, you're just in luck. I just made a mojito for the both of us. Ah. <laughs> Let's get back at him. Um, yeah, so to go back on this one, I can riff on this one. Grow gills, G-Red says. Well, you know, uh, evolution takes millions of years, I believe, from what I've understood in uh, the public education system. So if it takes a million years for us to grow gills, maybe in the future we'll be in history books. You know, the first human beings to ever evolve and have the ability to breathe underwater was from a tribe of Mayanians that lived in southern United States. <laughs> With a combination of Latin American and Cuban culture, the genetics allowed us to breathe salt water. And because of the salt water, the culture thrived and we all partied. Every and no, I'm sorry. And they all partied every day. There you go. That's actually a good one. I like that, G-Reds. Um, Kaya, what's up? OME93. B. 
Billy Chick Chilky. All right, everybody. I over uh, I overdid the show. Another fun night of us just talking, whatever, trying to find the funny. Um, I think I have a joke in mind. I will post it tomorrow morning. Based off of this, I'll be making a meme. Uh, let's just say it's uh, pizza oriented. Wink. All right. So for those that tuned in, thank you for uh, contributing to the podcast. Again, we do this show to find the funny, write jokes together. And uh, if you guys ever want to contribute, just go ahead and put it on the chat. If you want to be a part of the community at a deeper level, we do have a Facebook group. Visit MiamiComedy.com slash group. Join the Facebook group. And then uh, based on any of the videos you see there, just write in the comments if you have any ideas when it comes to uh, any memes or jokes or anything that comes to mind. All right. Once again, guys, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you tomorrow. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow's Friday. The 7th? Yeah, I don't think I'm doing anything tomorrow. I will see you guys tomorrow, same time, 6 o'clock. I'll I'll post a story, maybe ask a question to kind of get the conversation started. Or if you have any good topic ideas, be my guest and send me a DM. And then we'll talk about it on the live stream. All right? Have a great night, everybody. Enjoy your Thursday. Bye.